They say that big is beautiful. Well, if that's the case, Turnip's big business is like if Audrey Hepburn had Pamela Anderson's titties and the personality of Jesus Christ. It's a 10, baby. It's a 10 out of 10, and 10 is the biggest number there is. Turnip's big business is as big as Turnip's big ass family. And ever since I woke up from my coma, that family's gotten significantly bigger, baby. If you remember the last time we spoke, my big business cards were barely keeping the roof over my head. Well, they didn't. The roof of my little ass apartment caved in over my big ass head, big time. And I slipped into a coma for three days and three nights. And when I woke up, I found out what a difference three days makes. First off, I found out that my blind, dumb, and deaf brother Jeff married an Obama. Yeah, those Obamas. Malia, to be exact. Malia and Majeff married. I suppose it's like the old saying goes, love is blind, dumb, and deaf. But that's not all. Apparently, the rest of the Obama family is equally undiscerning because after Malia married my brother, her two sisters married my other two brothers. Now I know what you're thinking. What the fuck? Well, when I woke up from my coma and called my other brother Matt, I thought the same thing. I thought I had big news. I said, brother, you're not gonna believe who just woke up from his coma. This is your brother, by the way. Matt said, brother, you are unbelievably right. I'm surprised. This must be how you felt when you found out you're the only one of your brothers who didn't marry an Obama. I said, what? Matt said, you're the only one of your brothers who didn't marry an Obama. Brad married Sasha, blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff married Malia, and I married the other one. This is your brother Matt, by the way. I said, Matt, you're unbelievably right. I can't believe this. I am as blindsided as all of the sides of my brother, blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff. Then I heard something in the background. It was my other, other brother, Brad the Joker, telling his new wife one of his patented jokes. I heard him say, I guess it's like they say, love is blind, dumb, and deaf. And Sasha Obama giggled, and I said, Oh, Bradley, congratulations on that joke. I'm sure no one else will use it on the internet before you. And I couldn't agree more with your sentiment. It seems that the Obama daughters have been claimed by a love for you which is as blind and undiscerning as both our brother Jeff and the notorious drones which their father's administration allowed to rain death on an estimated 200,823 people overseas. But enough family talk. I know I've had enough family talk. I know it because as soon as I got done talking to my family, the abject fury which I felt at being the only one in my family who didn't get to marry an Obama caused me to go temporarily blind and then deaf and then fall back into a coma. Thank God I was still in Dr. Quaid's office. As soon as I could see again, I saw about 200,823 purple sores on my arm. Dr. Quaid had tried to pinch me away. He said, oh my God, I was worried that wasn't gonna work. Are you okay? And I tried to strangle Dr. Quaid, but he'd broken my arm trying to pinch me away. Dr. Quaid is a terrible doctor. But to answer that terrible doctor's terrible question, sure, I'm okay. No one loves me, but that's okay, right? Who says you need love to be happy? Everyone? 
in every book? Even the ones for children? I remember when my brothers and I were children. The first book my father read to us was The Wizard of Oz. And the first line I remember from that book, besides the shit about not being in Kansas, was something the wizard said to the Tin Man. He said, remember my sentimental friend, a heart is not judged by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others. That's nice, isn't it? Kind of a nice story, makes for a nice anecdote. The kind you might like to share with a woman or, or say an Obama who loves you. Well, too bad. And I'll tell you what else. I sure hope that's not true. Because if my heart is to be judged by how many people love me, that would leave a very low premium on my heart's unlovable ass. Low premium, that's business talk. It means there's very few people who love me. Maybe my brothers. Maybe a couple of them. Who knows? I can't even ask them. They're all too busy loving up on their lovely Obama wives. <sighs> Obama wives. I, I, I guess now I know why they call them the first family. Oh yeah. I guess now I know why they call them the first family. But it's like the old saying goes, if you can't beat them and you can't join them because they married all your brothers and that's illegal, you might as well focus on your big business. That's right. Fuck the Tin Man. I prefer the wisdom of Kansas City rapper The Sin Man, who once said, Motherfuck a bitch. If no one love you, get rich. That's why the second I woke up from my second coma, I spent every second trying to make my business the biggest one ever. And so far, it's been a dream come true, baby. A terrible dream that came true for three days in my coma. When I had my coma, I had a great and terrible dream for three days in which a, an owl with big titties taught me to make the biggest business cards of all time. When the dream began, I thought it was terrible because I didn't know it was a dream. In fact, I thought I was dead and that making big business cards was my hell job and that the devil was an owl with big titties, which was very disappointing to me personally as someone who works in graphic design. But after three days and three nights, I thought the dream was great. The big titty owl kind of grew on me. I started calling them Hooters and Hooters taught me how to make big business cards as big and as powerful as Hooters big ass Hooters. They were the greatest business cards of all time. And as soon as I woke up, I couldn't wait to start making them for people in six seconds. I called my brother Matt to tell him the good news, but as you already know, that call went about as well for me as the Obama administration went for 200,823 victims of drone warfare. And after it was over, and I woke up from my second coma, I could hardly remember anything about my great and terrible three-day dream. I could remember vague details, shapes, feelings, the warmth of the big titty owls, big ass owl titties, but nothing about how to make the biggest business cards of all time. So despite my best efforts, my big business cards have seen very little growth. That's physical growth, I mean. There's a huge premium on my big business cards right now. Huge premium, that's business talk. It means that everyone found out that everyone in my family has become inextricably tied to the Obamas. So everyone wants to put their nose in my big ass Obama business. It's incredible. I'm making 93 business cards a day and writing so many press releases, I'm running out of ways to say my big business is big. 
I've had to hire employees to help me, like my brother, blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff, and his Obama wife, Malia Obama. It's like the other day, I was writing this big press release at my brother Jeff's house, which I've sort of jokingly named Turnips Big Business Incorporated. Malia tells me my brother hates it when I call that. I told her, fucking kids blind, deaf, and dumb, let him tell me to stop. Anyhow, I was working in my brother's living room uh, while Jeff was sitting on the couch, not watching his TV, and uh, Malia Obama came downstairs in this little pink bathrobe that she always seems to be wearing when she comes downstairs. So I said, Malia Obama, are you really going to come downstairs in that little pink bathrobe in front of all of these secret service? Everywhere in my brother's house, there's all these secret service. Uh, Malia said, these people work around my family. Everyone who works around my family learns not to see everything that they see. Then Malia Obama winked at me. Malia Obama always seemed to be winking at me. What are you working on, she asked as she walked up behind me close enough that I could feel her words hit the small of my neck. A big business promo, I whispered back. What's it say? She replied, because Malia Obama was close enough to my mouth that she could hear me whisper. I whispered back, it doesn't say anything, that's the problem. I'm running out of ways to say how big my big business is. I see, said Malia Obama who I could now see because she was no longer behind me and had crossed over to the other side of the room, which made me feel the way that the earth feels when the sun goes down. Then can I ask you a question? I said, oh yeah, all the time for the rest of my life if you want. Malia Obama said, if you could fuck anyone in the world right now, who would it be? I said, is this actually happening? And Malia Obama laughed. And she winked at me. She said, you know that old expression, big is beautiful? I said, I guess. Malia said, well, your big business is big, right? Oh, yeah, I gulped. Bigger by the second. Malia said, well, if you want to fuck someone more than anyone else in the world, they must be big time beautiful, right? So think of the person you want to fuck more than anyone else in the world and say your business is as big as her. I said... I don't know if I should say who I want to fuck big time, Malia Obama. Why? Because it's not a her? Malia Obama winked. No judgment. I don't know if you know this, but my dad sort of legalized gay marriage. I said I did know that, Malia Obama. Though I'd say his edict had more to do with political posturing than the righteous convictions of his White House. Still, I'm worried my answer might make you blush. And at that, Malia's face turned red, but she wasn't embarrassed. Bitch, said Malia Obama. When I was 10 years old, I watched on FaceTime as a Navy SEAL stuck his cock through Osama Bin Laden's eye socket. You couldn't make me blush if you tried. Now go on, think of the most fuckable person you can think of. I started thinking of my brother, blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff, and how I'd never been so glad that he was blind, dumb, and deaf. If he could hear me now, what would he think, I thought, but luckily I knew that he couldn't hear me now, and I was not totally sure he could think. Still, I heard him tapping his foot as rapidly as my own heart was pounding with every step that his wife, Malia Obama, took towards me. It occurred to me that however blind, dumb, and deaf Jeff may be, he's never been a dummy. Senseless though he may be, he always seems to sense what's going on, so with a deep sigh, 
I lied. I said, I don't know, Malia Obama. Holy shit. Ugh. Maybe Audrey Hepburn. She said, maybe Audrey Hepburn is the person you want to fuck most in the world. And I said, yeah, maybe Audrey Hepburn, but like with the soul of Jesus Christ. Malia Obama said, really? The soul of Jesus Christ. I said, yeah, I guess. Why? You got a problem with Jesus? Malia said, no, I don't know. I just, you don't know him. What if you meet him and he's super uptight? I said, I'd still fuck, you know, just for the story. How about you? If you could fuck anyone's soul in anyone's body, who would you pick? Malia said, hmm, probably the soul of Jesus and the body of Jesus. I said, Jesus, what would your husband say if he could hear you right now or say things? Malia said, I'd probably pick Audrey Hepburn, but with Pamela Anderson's titties and the soul of my mom. Really? I said, hell yeah, bitch, replied Malia Obama. Those are the titties of the woman I love the most and the soul of the runner-up. I giggled. Oh, bitch. I'm so glad we're close enough that I can call you a bitch to your bitch-ass face, Malia Obama. Malia said, I'm glad we've gotten close, too. Suddenly, Malia grabbed my arm two inches above my wrist, making us officially the closest we had ever been physically up until that point. Goose pimples spread like wildfire across my arm, though luckily, they were camouflaged next to the 200 and 823,000 purple abrasions that were already there. Thanks, Quake. Maybe you're not such a bad doctor after all. Say, said Malia Obama, have you had any more luck remembering your dream about that big titty owl? I wish, I replied. Only that I called him Hooters on account of his big ass owl titties and also the famous wing spot. That's awesome, said Malia Obama. Fuck yeah, I said. Titties and wings. If your dad was really as smart as he thinks, he'd have thought up a business like that. Turn it, said Malia as she squeezed my arm tighter. I think it would be really awesome if you could remember more about the big titty owl. I said, shit, me too, bitch. If I could remember that dream, I would know how to make the biggest business cards of all time. You already do that, she said to me. Yeah, sure. I said, I just know I could make them bigger. If I could make big business cards the way that the big titty owl taught me, I absolutely believe that I could make the biggest business cards in the universe. I believe that too, Turnip, said Malia Obama. And as she spoke, I could see her aura manifest itself all around her. It was red and blue, and it spelled out the word hope. And I've decided, Malia continued, seeing as we've become so close, I'm gonna help you. I said, help me, Malia Obama. You're my only hope. That's funny, said Malia Obama, even though what I said was a reference and not a funny joke. You know, she said, I feel like Star Wars got a lot of things right. I said, really? Did your dad tell you that? Are there aliens? Malia laughed. One secret at a time, bitch. No, I just mean, I think Star Wars got a lot of things right. I, I think that there is... Perhaps a force that connects everything in the universe. An old and ancient force. And if you can connect back into that force, teach it to flow through you, you can do anything. I said, do anything? Like literally anything? Can you, can you pick up shit with your brain and do tricks with it? Kind of. Uh, it's more so that 
you can pick your brain, you know, unlock things which you didn't know that you knew. And for that, there are tricks, uh, real tricks that you can do. Tricks that I could teach you, tricks that my family has done for a really long time. Generations. I said, hell yeah, I'm fucking very down to learn some secret Obama tricks. That's the thing, Malia replied as her nails dug deeper into my skin, giving me my 200,822nd scar. These are Obama tricks. They are not for the Obama's friends, even their close friends. These are family secrets. And if I share them with you, I need to know that I can trust you. Absolutely to keep them secret and safe. Bitch, I replied, are you seriously asking if I understand the concept of family business? Yes, bitch. I need to know that you understand that this isn't just family business. It's my family business. And if I let you into my Obama family business, I need to be able to trust that you can keep these secrets from anyone, from everyone, even your family. Can I trust you to do that? I said, oh, Malia Obama, please trust me when I say that I would love nothing more than for us two to keep secrets from other people. Malia let go of my arm, bite her tan fingernails, and I instantly missed her touch more than relatives who have died. I haven't even told my husband about this, she whispered. Especially him, I whispered back, and he wouldn't even know if you had. I don't even know why we're whispering, just go on. Well, said Malia, it's like there are these paths that you can go down. There are many different paths which open themselves up to you. And if you can choose to go down the correct path, you can find everything, everything you want to know on the other end. Sounds great, Malia Obama. Help me choose the right path. Malia giggled. Let's continue to call it the correct path. The correct path can have you taking a lot of left turns, so to speak. I remember once when I was very young, I stood witness while my father chose the correct path for himself. You see, my father was also trying to remember something at the time. There was somewhere, some place rather, uh, where my father wanted desperately to go, needed to go. But he couldn't remember where the place was, or even what it was called. So, he did a little trick. He took out a big jar of salt, and he asked the salt to help him find his path. He asked the salt? I asked. Yeah, she replied. Like he asked it a question? I asked. Yeah, she replied again. And what did the salt say? It didn't say anything, she replied, so he spilled it onto the floor, and the salt landed around him in a perfect circle. Okay, I said. Was it like a, a Himalayan salt? It was table salt. Okay, but it was like the pink, like the special kind from Trader Joe's. The salt doesn't matter, she replied. What matters is it helped him. He threw the salt down on the ground, and it landed in a big circle. Maybe it was an O for Obama, I said. That's what my dad thought, too. So he stood inside the O and started reciting the alphabet. He said apple, barack, cat, dog, elephant, so on and so forth, all the way to zebra. 
And do you know what happened next? No? Nothing. Nothing happened. But it didn't shake his faith in the path that he chose, and he stood there in that circle, in that O, and he started again to recite the alphabet. And when he started again to recite the alphabet, can you guess the first word that came out of his mouth? I said, no. She said, when my father was reciting the alphabet because he was trying to remember the place which he needed to go more than anywhere else in the world, the very first word that came out of his mouth was Afghanistan. I said, wow, that's crazy. She said, I know. I said, I mean, I feel like I now get what you were saying about these tricks being uniquely specific to the Obama family. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem like they could help me in uh, almost any meaningful way. She said, that's because it's just a trick. There are a bunch of tricks. It's not about the trick. It's about opening yourself up to this force, this path, you know? Once you open yourself up to the force that connects everything, any trick can connect you to the right path. Okay, I said, open sesame. I open myself to any trick that can help me uh, remember my dream. Now give me a trick, Malia Obama. Okay, she said, one good trick I know is to record yourself. Okay, I said, that doesn't seem like an especially special trick. Anyone who records themselves saying anything is going to be able to remember anything that they said. Sure, said Malia Obama. Anyone can listen to a tape and know what they said. But those who open themselves to the correct path can listen to a recording and hear the things that they didn't say. Secrets of the subconscious which their minds don't want them to know. I said, okay, and how do they do that? Malia said, they record themselves and listen to the tapes backwards. I said, what, like for secret messages, like a Beatles record? She said, exactly like a Beatles record. You listen to yourself backwards and you listen for the secret messages, words, names, sometimes whole sentences. That's how my dad came up with some of his best slogans. You find things that you knew about that you don't even know that you know. I said, okay, thanks. Now I have two tricks. Malia Obama said, well, I have a lot of tricks, and I want you to use them all. Then I started to feel my face hurting. I realized that I'd never stopped smiling from the moment Malia Obama started touching my left hand. The warmth of our connection burned through my body with the same white heat that I'd not felt since I touched Hooter's big-ass titties in a dreamscape which I believed to be hell. Then I felt a second wave of heat once again hit the small of my neck. But this heat wasn't from Malia Obama's angel breath. In fact, it came courtesy of a man who had no breath at all. It was my brother Jeff, who had no holes and no orifices, no wares. He was so close to me I could feel the body heat from his unholy body. I said, Jesus Christ, Jeff, can't you fucking announce yourself before you walk up behind someone? I mean, I know you can't, but fuck's sake. Jeff extended his arm out. It seemed to point towards the front door. See, said Malia Obama, I told you he doesn't like you cracking those jokes in his house. Now your bitch ass is kicked out. Listen, bitch, I said to Malia Obama. 
I think it's very wrong of you to go on about cracks and asses in front of your husband who has neither. But you're about to be wrong two ways, because I know what my brother wants. Look, see? And I started swinging my brother's arms around like a puppet, even though he had no holes and was the opposite of a puppet. See? I said, he's not giving me a taste of my own medicine. He just wants a taste of his own medicine. Then I reached into my coat pocket and grabbed the syringe, at which point, ten Secret Service agents barrel-rolled down the ceiling and said, Whoa! What are you doing to Malia Obama's husband? To which I said, I'm giving him a taste of his own medicine. To which they said, Whoa! What kind of medicine is that? And I said, It's a suicide shot. And about one second faster than it would have taken for them to shoot me, Malia Obama shouted, No, no! It's a suicide like the drink! She explained to the Secret Service that every day I give my unholy brother a suicide shot on account of he has no holes to eat or drink out of or do any other thing which he needs to do to survive. So every day of his life, I go over to my brother's house and I give him a syringe filled with suicide. You know suicide, it's that drink that you get when you mix all the sodas and the soda fountain together and it's green and it's yellow and it looks like suicide. And I know that that sounds like a crazy thing to inject into someone's arm, but I've been doing it since the day my brother was born. And he hasn't died yet, which is crazy, because he was born without any orifices. So I gave him that suicide shot, I did my brotherly duty, and I left. And it was good timing, too. I'd been having too good of a time with my brother's lovely Obama wife. I tell you, if she was any other woman, and he was any other one of my brothers, things might have gone a little different. Things might have gone a little... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you know it. That's right, that's right. Oh, oh, I reached completion. I just reached completion. But alas, Malia Obama was married to my favorite brother, Blind, Dumb, and Deaf Jeff. And it's like the old saying goes, bros before Barack Obama's firstborn daughter. Besides, I didn't have time for love. I had things to do, big businesses to run. And boy, I was running like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. You know, with the fucking apple, apple throwing trees or any other time she was running. She was running from the witch. She's running that whole goddamn movie and book. You remember? Oh, you remember how I was talking about that in the beginning of this episode? Well... There's going to be more about The Wizard of Oz later. I know we didn't fully tie it up the way I like to, but there's going to be more about this later. It's already a pretty long episode. We're going to call this the end of the episode. It's the end of the episode. That's it. That's it for right now. You can still get a, a big business card. Uh, uh, you can still get a big business card from YouTube's big pay... No, for, you can still get a big business card from patreon.com slash turnip underscore big. That's, yeah, that's how this ends. That's how this episode's gonna end. It's not how we like to end it. We can't always end it exactly the way we'd like. Sometimes things just have to end if we're gonna get them out in the month of June. Sometimes that's the way things are. And this is one of those times. That's it. <laughs>